celebrating 30 years on Utah's airwaves. Western Life Radio thanks you for joining us around the campfire and for your ongoing support to Utah's longest-running home, garden, travel, and outdoor adventure program. You can always join us on our online campsite at westernliferadio.com. It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey, the dreaded <laughs> splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Connect with the world through Rise Broadband and stay in touch with all things important to you and your family. Known as the number one fixed wireless internet provider in the United States, Rise Broadband will keep you connected with work, school, shopping, and entertainment. Whether you live in a suburban or rural area, Rise helps keep you and your family connected with the people and things that you value most. Rise Broadband offers flexible packages designed to meet your budget so you can enjoy all your favorite music and movies with fast, reliable, in-home Wi-Fi. Stream your favorite shows, play the hottest games without buffering, and stay in touch with family and friends on Skype. Get more for less with Rise Broadband. To check availability in your area, visit risebroadband.com or call 844-411-RISE. When carrying a firearm, always treat it as if it were loaded. Always keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on target and you're ready to fire. Never let your muzzle point at anything you're not willing to destroy. And always be sure of your target, its environment, and any other safety hazards. This announcement's been brought to you by TaylorGunsmithing.com. Discover the magic within Utah State Parks with an annual State Parks Pass. From boating and fishing to hiking, camping, and off-highway vehicle adventures, Utah State Parks offers a wide variety of activities in the great outdoors. An annual State Park Pass opens the gate to year-round adventures at an amazing price. The annual State Park Pass provides day-use access for you and your family for 12 months from date of purchase. In addition, you Utah State Parks opens the gate to cultural and historical parks where you can learn more about Utah's rich heritage. And don't forget to reserve your favorite campsites year-round with options in teepees, yurts, and hammocks in addition to the standard tent and RV options. Visit the trailhead for more information at stateparks.utah.gov. I'm Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. We live in an incredible state, and this time of year, my family and I, we love to ride. Unfortunately, we've had too many fatalities this year. And while safety equipment is critical, it's not enough. Remember to always be aware of your surroundings and never ride beyond your capabilities. We wanna make sure that you make it home safe. And never forget, nobody is invincible. Explore the universe from one of Utah's dark sky parks with more than 14 state park destinations to choose from 
Your family can gaze at the Milky Way, watch the moon rise, or make a wish during a meteor shower. With the right telescope, you can find nearby planets, tour distant galaxies, or capture the heavens with your own deep space photography. Your adventure begins with a camping reservation and a clear view to the darkened skies. Launch your epic nighttime adventure at stateparks.utah.gov. Faster Utah is proactive about school safety. For more information, fasterutah.org. Summer has officially begun, and Sportsman's Warehouse has everything you need for your next outdoor adventure. From hiking to camping to shooting, ready for some fishing? Sportsman's Warehouse has all the rods, reels, baits, and nets you need for success. And hunting season will be here before you know it, so bring in your bows for free tune-ups. The best part of all is that at Sportsman's Warehouse, you'll find knowledgeable people who are passionate about what they do, and they will get you just what you need. Sportsman's Warehouse. Take it outside. Play safe on the water. In Utah, youth 12 to 17 must pass an approved safety class prior to operating personal watercraft on Utah waters. Classes are offered statewide. Register now or get more information by calling 801-538-BOAT. Visit stateparks.utah.gov. This message brought to you by the Utah State Parks Boating Program. Haller joining us once again at the trailhead with Utah State Parks and Recreation and the OHV program. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes with us. Well, you're more than welcome, Brian, and thanks for having me on the show today. Always a pleasure to be a part of this great show, and hopefully the audience that's tuning in today is going to get some awesome information about some exciting things coming up regarding some different types of events that we have scheduled in partnership with different agencies. And then some safety tips along the way, and who knows what else may come onto the trails we venture down our next little while together. We're fast approaching the archery hunts. The archery hunts will soon be on our doorsteps here. Just a reminder, game retrieval. Keep those OHVs on the trail. Bring your game to the trail, and then you can bring it out with your vehicle from that point. There's no need to bring it out onto that tall grass. Yeah, there's no need to further push the trail in. If a trail dead ends as per the particular land managing agency, then don't push the trail in even further. Ultimately, what that is causing is a loss of wildlife habitat as you begin 
There's a reason why that trail ends. Those reasons could range because it's a migration corridor. There's a cliff a quarter mile ahead, or it's a watershed protected area. So as a hunter and as a person participating in outdoor recreation activities, who is utilizing an off-highway vehicle as part of their hunting experience, use that tool exactly for what it's meant for, to get you from the campsite or the trailhead or a location that you're lodging to that particular hunting area. And then park it, obviously, in a safe location that's not going to jeopardize a potential spark of a wildfire, but be respectful of that because there's other people in that area or close by that are wanting that same type of hunting experience. And so slow down in that area if you're starting out early in the morning. It is a requirement before sunrise here in Utah that you have a headlight and brake light. If you're coming back from the hunting area, same rule applies after sunset, headlight and taillight. And so... I think it's one of those unique things that we are all wanting to have a different type of hunting experience. Archery hunters, they're generally the first ones in the field that are able to participate. Still lots of different types of use taking place, especially early on, from hikers to campers to just the absolute outdoor enthusiast that wants to get out and enjoy different scenery and so look at that as one of those unique settings of hey we don't want them to intrude on us and so we also as hunters as we get to our location we want to try to acknowledge that we are going to be respectful of the land because it's one of those items that allow us to live off the land And so in order for us to be better individual managers, we have to respect the land. I also like the way you said that earlier with regards to the don't create new trails. There's reasons why certain trails end. There are a lot of trails already here in the state of Utah. In fact, Utah is very fortunate to have as many miles of trails as we do have. It is growing, but it is growing under a management plan. When are our new trails developed that's done through a very serious process? Yeah, we have over 80,000 miles of off-highway vehicle designated trails in Utah. Those go through a process known as travel management planning, generally with our land managing agency partners, which include the United States Forest Service, the BLM, and our own state agencies, such as Division of Wildlife Resources, and the School of Institutional Trust Lands. And so with those particular travel management plans, we as representatives and as land managers will oftentimes do our best to ensure that we're maintaining and trying to improve appropriate OHV routes. And sometimes not everyone adheres to the rules. Those are one of those items. And so What we can do to, once again, ensure that we're an ambassador of the sport, we're not pushing that trail through, we're not going off trail to retrieve game or to see, well, what's over there on that overlook? 
those are things that challenge land managers in order to try to find a balance for the natural resources in Utah. And so the public can definitely get involved in these processes. If you're very aware of your favorite writing areas or areas that have meant something to you, click on that appropriate agency that manages that land. And if they are going through a travel management process, they generally have public comment periods. That's a requirement under each of those agencies to seek comments. So I would suggest that people become involved in that way and supply a public comment, explain in that comment why that particular trail should be open, and be very specific on the name of the trail, either providing the agency numbering system or GPS coordinates so that the agency is aware of that specific trail. And what's cool about this also is if you do go through the process, There is money oftentimes, as we talked about just recently, there are grant dollars available to help develop some of these areas and do it right. Yes, and those grant funds are available to land managing agencies and also nonprofit organizations that meet those specific requirements. And the grant funding is earmarked and set aside for basically trail maintenance and on-the-ground infrastructure-type items. So that is one of those unique things that working through our state legislative process and the support of the legislators, they were able to further assist the program in being able to award funding for the type of impact that occur within our rural portions of the state. I was not aware that those resources were available until you pointed me in that direction. That is very neat. Thank you. Now, there are lots of trails. There's thousands of miles here. There's lots of places to ride. What are some highlighted opportunities that people should be looking towards as we approach fall? Look at some of those jamborees. I think that's one of those things that, especially as we roll out and try to reestablish some connectivity with seeing people in person, with meeting people, with getting out a little bit. And we've been doing this, being outdoors for over a year, but now because of the pandemic, we're starting to see more and more people. So I think that's a good thing for people to consider. I think moving forward, that they plan early. If they're wanting to go on a trip or a family getaway, for motorized recreation over like UEA weekend or some of the other potential weekends, there's a great opportunity to start that planning early. Do your research work. We have a lot of different resources on our website. One of them is called the Outsiders Zone. It's a 360-degree mapping system very similar to Google Street View. And what that does is that reassures riders of what there is at the trailhead. Is there a restroom facility there? Is there plenty of parking for my toy hauler? It also lets them know what they're going to probably see on that trail. Some highlights, some scenic things. I'm going to give them some information that is too difficult of a trail for myself. Is my grandparents going to enjoy seeing this particular lake as we go by it? 
maybe like at Navajo Lake or Bug Lake in the north end of the state. And so I think those are two items I would suggest to people. I have no idea, obviously, what the fall colors is going to be like, given our drought situation. I don't know how long that that fall color opportunity will take place. And so that's another item to consider and say, hey, if we're going to go to Carbon County to look at some of those changing colors or if we're going to visit Uinta County for that, maybe that window in the past has been a little longer. This year it could be a little shortened because of the lack of moisture. And so I think what I'm getting at is planning and setting aside and realizing what type of experience you or your spouse or collectively or your family want to have. We have all sorts of different types of unique riding areas around the state, from sand dune riding at Coral Pink State Park to Sand Hollow State Park to other open riding areas located down south like Swing Arm City. Those particular areas where a lot of people maybe haven't historically visited. Close riding areas to the Wasatch Front from Five Mile Pass to its Knowles Recreation Area to designated trail systems out of Daggett County to newly developed systems known as the Badlands Trail System that ties into Duchesne and Uinta counties and Carbon County to some of those unique trail systems that are just on the outskirts of Glen Canyon Recreation Area in Garfield County to, of course, San Juan County with some of their amazing site locations there in Joe's Canyon and Jacob's Chair. And so those types of experiences, I think, build and allow people to see so much that the state has to offer. And then just the regular areas that sometimes get overlooked like Amazon Basin or Cricket Mountain, located in Millard County, that tie in so nicely to a West Desert experience when temperatures are along those lines that help facilitate that in early season riding and or late season riding. And I like the resources on your website. There's so many different ways to discover what's out there. I mean, you have a lot of resources out there. Like you said, take time to find those opportunities that you want to explore to discover. There's plenty to choose from. There's plenty of space out there for all of us to roam. Just look around and see what might entice you the most. And the lesser known systems sometimes make the best riding systems. Exactly. Again, where's the trailhead for more of that information? The listeners out there today, they can go to our website, which is ohv.utah.gov. From there, we have our social media platforms. Be sure that you like us on our own individual Facebook page. From there, we do a daily post that provides safety information. We talked a little bit about funding and some of the projects that have been created. From there, we have volunteer opportunities that people can dive into along with education aspects and other shared information from OHV enthusiasts from not only around Utah, but of course the country. You mentioned earlier, let people know at home where you're going to be going and when you expect to be back. Also share with them a backup plan. 
have a backup plan in mind in case that trailhead is full, in case there's something that says, let's go somewhere else, and then have that backup plan to go to and have somebody else know about that at home. Yeah, have a plan B, and I would encourage to have a plan C and D. Of course, that's the type of guy I am. So <laughs> try to have a few backup plans in case something else was to change your primary or even your secondary plan. Communication is also important on the trail. Spot communication is a big deal. Satellite phones are a big deal. They're becoming more affordable. Cell phone coverage is getting better, but it's not always reliable when you're playing up there in the hills or in the backcountry. No, and all of those items, along with maybe individual group radio communications, is also a benefit and value in case you are in a large group or a group is spread out you're still able to communicate with the appropriate people in your group, in your writing group. Anything else we should share with folks out there? Two items I want to stress the importance of. One is let's do our best to slow down. I know you had mentioned, Brian, that you've had some experiences. I, too, have had some recently where we've kind of have developed this attitude for speed Believe me, I get that. I understand about having pent-up energy and maybe some anxiety or items that we want to try to alleviate and get that out of our systems. Whenever we look at things that may bring us appreciation that are short-term, we could have significant impacts on others. And so when we talk about trail riding and trail etiquette, Slowing down and riding within your ability, and in addition to that, being the responsible party, setting the tone for how the day is going to go, either within your small group or either within your family. Develop some protocols, some procedures. Obviously, there's going to be some areas on the trail system that you're going to be able to go a little faster, 35, 40 miles an hour. Some of those situations, there's going to be a lot of traffic. You may only be able to go 10 to 15 miles an hour. But staying and riding within your ability, along with finding that balance, that you're not impacting others, not only those that are out there visiting for the same type of experience, or those within your group, and may give them a bad taste of OHV use, is our due diligence. Part of that responsibility, I believe, also rolls over into do not drink and operate. Does not have a place for it. We've all heard since we've been five years old what drinking and driving or being under the influence of drugs can do while we're operating machinery. We are operating machinery, and alcohol doesn't know the difference. Illegal drugs do not know the difference of, hey, I'm driving a passenger vehicle or I'm driving a UTV. It knows no boundaries, as I discussed. We know it impairs our judgment, causes a sense of imbalance, and is a overall lack of response time for us to make a judgment call should we be in a situation like that. Those three items alone, those three items right there, we have to be at our prime 
operating peak because those situations occur anytime you're riding an off-highway vehicle. You gotta have good judgment, gotta have proper balance, and you gotta be able to react to situations that are out of your control. Whether that's an animal jumping out in front of you or a log that's in the trail on a recently fallen tree. So those are two points that I would like to leave with our listeners today. That's important. Yeah, the trail's always changing. There's always wildlife crossing the trail. There's always unknowns. You don't know what's around that next corner. Having a clear head and staying under control makes all the difference whether or not you get out of there without too many scuffs or not. Again, the trailhead for more information, where do people head? They can follow the map over to our website at ohb.utah.gov. From there, we have all sorts of information relevant from laws and rules to maps to the education page specific for youth riders. Mr. Chris Haller joining us once again with Utah State Parks and Recreation, the OHV program. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes with us. You're more than welcome, and thanks for having me again, Brian. And I hope everyone has a safe and enjoyable next couple weeks experiencing some awesome motorized recreation. and let's go. But mom, when will I be old enough so I won't drown and I don't have to wear my life jacket? Will I be invincible just like you? Sweetie, I'm not invincible. I need my life jacket too. Anyone can drown, no matter how old they are. Accidents do happen. Protect yourself and set an example. Wear the proper safety gear when you're on the water. Please remember, nobody is invincible. Summer has officially begun, and Sportsman's Warehouse has everything you need for your next outdoor adventure. From hiking to camping to shooting, ready for some fishing? Sportsman's Warehouse has all the rods, reels, baits, and nets you need for success. And hunting season will be here before you know it, so bring in your bows for free tune-ups. The best part of all is that at Sportsman's Warehouse, you'll find knowledgeable people who are passionate about what they do and they will get you just what you need. Sportsman's Warehouse, take it outside. Don't let your next family outing end in tragedy. Don't drink and ride. Driving an OHV under the influence of alcohol is no different than driving your car under the influence of alcohol. Law enforcement officers will be out checking riders and operators of OHVs. You could end up seeing jail time, loss of driver's license, the same stiff penalties that apply to operating a car. This message is from the Utah Division of Parks and Recreation. Ride responsibly. No matter what's bugging you this summer in your garden, the USU Extension Service Integrated Pest Management Program can help you find solutions. From free fact sheets and books to seminars and updated pest advisories, this website will point you in the right direction. To find these and other free resources, stop at extension.usu.edu forward slash 
pests. When carrying a firearm, always treat it as if it were loaded. Always keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on target and you're ready to fire. Never let your muzzle point at anything you're not willing to destroy. And always be sure of your target, its environment, and any other safety hazards. This announcement's been brought to you by TaylorGunsmithing.com. Choose your adventure. With 46 state parks and an impressive list of recreational opportunities. Yes, bass fishing at Sand Hall State Park. Visitors might have a hard time choosing what to do each weekend. Woo! surfing at Deer Creek State Park. Choose your adventure. Explore Utah and create memories at Utah State Parks. For campground reservations, ideas for your next adventure, or to purchase an annual pass, stop by stateparks.utah.gov. Hey everyone, this is Nick Gillespie with Utah State University Extension Integrated Pest Management Program. Let's talk about slugs and snails. They have a wide variety of hosts, including a lot of our vegetables and ornamental landscape plants. They especially love hostas. So obviously, these are not insects, but rather they are soft-bodied mullets. They can leave behind a mucus or slime trail as they travel. As this mucus dries, it forms a white, shiny, silvery trail. And this is a good indicator that there are slugs and snails present. The eggs are small, round, and pearl-like, and they can be white. They're covered in layers of mucus, but are usually laid in groups of 25 to over 100. Slugs and snails chew irregular holes that have smooth edges in the leaves. They can eat flowers, clip off small plants and plant parts, and are particularly damaging to new seedlings, maturing vegetables or fruit that touch the soil. Slugs and snails are first seen in the spring. They are active at night or on dark, cloudy days, and they avoid the sunny, dry conditions. During the day, they can migrate to sheltered areas under debris and or in the soil cracks. The pest is sporadic, but wet weather and poorly composted organic matter favor population. Activity is low during the hot and dry weather. So to manage slugs and snails, we want to remove boards, stones, and any other debris that could shelter them. We can lure and destroy slugs and snails away with a bait, lumber, or other traps. If you see them, you can just handpick and destroy the snails and slugs when it's practical. Consider using drip or other water-conserving irrigation methods to reduce the extent of soil wetness, increase sun penetration to dry vegetation and soil, and then application of bait station and chemical bait. Iron phosphate is one popular organic option. If you want to learn more about slugs and snails and how to manage them in your landscape, visit our website, extension.usu.edu slash pet. Connect with the world through Rise Broadband and stay in touch with all things important to you and your family. Known as the number one fixed wireless internet provider in the United States, Rise Broadband will keep you connected with work, school, shopping, and entertainment. 
Whether you live in a suburban or rural area, Rise helps keep you and your family connected with the people and things that you value most. Rise Broadband offers flexible packages designed to meet your budget so you can enjoy all your favorite music and movies with fast, reliable, in-home Wi-Fi. Stream your favorite shows, play the hottest games without buffering, and stay in touch with family and friends on Skype. Get more for less with Rise Broadband. To check availability in your area, visit risebroadband.com or call 844-411-RISE. Now back to Western Life Radio with your host, Brian Brinkerhoff. Ty Hunter joins us on the shoreline once again with Utah State Parks and Recreation. Thank you for taking a few minutes with us. Oh, thanks, Brian, and thanks to you all out there. Another little bit of radio time there, just listening to me talking about safety and trying to keep people safe out on the water. Speed and proximity, just as a reminder, that's probably the second big thing that can cause harm to other people if you're not watching that. Yep, basically leaving your boat without a life jacket is one of the biggest things that you can do that can harm you. The second one is speed and proximity somebody else or somebody from your boat. And that right there runs into bad things. You have collisions to people being hit in the water, propeller injuries. It all comes right down to that. And out of anything that we can do and say is that the law states 150 feet. You need to be 150 feet away from anybody while you are creating a wake while out on the water. That's 150 feet, 50 yards. There are organizations out there that are asking, especially for the wakeboard boats, wake surfing boats that are creating these big wakes, push it out 50 more feet, do 200-plus feet, and be a good steward. Do 200-plus feet, minimize your pass-bys, your frequency in an area, and also turn your music down. Not everybody likes that music, and not everybody may like that song. You may like it, but not everybody else in that area will. So just be kind. Get along, and you don't have to have your music blaring. You don't have to make your repetitive passes. Go visit other places. Just play nicely in the sandbox. Don't throw sand in other people's eyes. Don't take their toys. That's it. I like that so much. So you're saying that most people don't like my Baby Shark song when I blast it out there? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that one especially. Anyway, but... <laughs> Darn. I thought everybody liked that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't listened to that too much, and there's a reason why. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Again, this is a time of year. Be especially careful. Water levels are dropping, which means more hazards are showing up. I encourage people to proceed cautiously. Pay attention to those water levels and watch for those potential hazards. Yep. Well, as I talked about checking the weather, one other thing I would like to just put out there is not only are you checking the weather and how are you doing that, you're looking it up on your phone, you're looking it up on the computer, you're going to the National Weather Service, you're going to Weatherbug. I can't even think of who else is out there. I'm going to miss everybody with that. There's the Weather Channel and whatever else. You're going to all these places and you're finding the weather. If you want to know ramp conditions of our state parks, 
We have 26 access points across the state that our state parks give to water bodies in the state of Utah. If you want to know about those access areas, go to stateparks.utah.gov. You can go to boating, or even better, you can just go straight to boating.utah.gov and hit the extras tab, and it'll have ramp conditions. And we did it as easy as we could do. Red, orange, and green. So we would have done yellow, but you can't read the yellow on the white page. So it's red, orange, and green. Basically, it's good to go. There's an advisory or it's closed. Simple. You can look up your body of water and gain that information from there. And if you don't, if your body of water is not on there, you can call the managing agency and be able to find out some further information there about what's going on. It could either be the Forest Service, that would be the local Forest Service district, or the BLM district, or National Park Service. That would be Lake Powell. I know that there are some crazy things with Lake Powell stuff, so go onto their website and check with them and just make sure that you know those conditions and you know the weather before you go. And check out those educational resources on that site, too. You have a lot of resources. Education is power. Education is power. Take an education course just so you know more about the boating laws and stuff that are out there. We require it for kids to operate a personal watercraft. Kids are between the ages of 12 and 17 years of age have to take a mandatory boating class to operate a personal watercraft by themselves. What I mean by by themselves is without an adult on board the vessel. There needs to be for those that are younger than 16, so 12 to 15 years old. They have to have an adult out on the water with them, but not on the machine altogether. So these are great courses. You can put your little ones through and not so little ones through. And the family gather around the computer and take time to where you can all brush up on your laws and rules. And yes, there are laws and rules out there that dad and grandpa missed. So these are a great review to even what dad and grandpa didn't teach you. I learn something new every time. I do. I'll start digging through things in the laws. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot about that. And then there are little teeny, teeny things, and so I'll try to focus on getting that word out when I come across those things. But really, boating is complex. There are a lot of do's and a lot of don'ts, and it has to deal with lengths. It has to deal with hull types. It has to deal with circumstances or certain water bodies that you're on. And so it is pretty complex, but boating is really complex. There's so many makes, models, and differences, and so many different activities that, remember, it's a lot more complex than the laws that are on the road. The laws on the road came from boating, but there's a lot of complexity, so make sure you spend a little extra time on that and re-review. Even though Dad and Grandpa taught you everything that you know, they missed something one place or another. So... It's hard to cover it all, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah. Law reviews for that for our rangers. Yeah, we can put some of them to sleep. Again, the launch ramp for more information, where do we go? Boating.utah.gov. So boating.utah.gov. We're not too far away from waterfowl season. We'll bring you back again. We'll talk about waterfowl season, preparing for that one. Lots of things to consider as we launch into that season. 
again, be safe out there, folks. Be careful. Find out the conditions before you head out. I guess one last thing we had to talk about. We're seeing lots of algae blooms right now. Watch those water conditions there as well. I noticed you also have that on your website. Yes, we do have that out there. They change. Do you really want to see them and look at them? Have a nice pair of polarized glasses. That makes that algae bloom pop as you're looking at them. I've been out on Utah Lake, and I've been able to steer away from those areas that's been under advisement, and they really are bright, bright green. It's not in the past. Some of them had a little bit of an ammonia type of smell. Those are pretty serious, so just be careful while you're out there. Know before you go and do your research. Go out and have fun, and the world's not come to the end. But it still means that we need to do anything we can to make sure that we can get some water to fall out of the skies. So if you've got a good line into some type of whatever you believe in, ask for rain. We need it. And conserve where you can on our side. You can save on both ends there. Dang right. Got to do our part here, too. So, Mr. Ty Hunter joining us once again with Utah State Parks and Recreation. Thank you for taking time with us today. You're welcome. Thanks, Brian. I really appreciate you. And to all of you, thanks for putting up with me for this time. And we'll talk to you again here soon about waterfowl. cost-effective school safety solutions, look to FasterUtah.org. Choose your adventure. With 46 state parks and an impressive list of recreational opportunities, yes, bass fishing at Sand Hall State Park. Visitors might have a hard time choosing what to do each weekend. Woo! surfing at Deer Creek State Park. Choose your adventure. Explore Utah and create memories at Utah State Parks. For campground reservations, ideas for your next adventure, or to purchase an annual pass, stop by stateparks.utah.gov. Put on your helmet. Let's go. But, Mom, when will I be old enough so I don't have to wear my helmet? When will I become invincible just like you? Sweetie, I'm not invincible. I need my helmet, too. Anyone can get hurt, no matter how old they are. Be responsible and set an example when you ride. Accidents do happen. Please remember, nobody is invincible. Explore the universe from one of Utah's dark sky parks. With more than 14 state park destinations to choose from, your family can gaze at the Milky Way, watch the moon rise, or make a wish during a meteor shower. With the right telescope, you can find nearby planets, tour distant galaxies, or capture the heavens with your own deep space photography. Your adventure begins with a camping reservation and a clear view to the darkened skies. Launch your epic nighttime adventure at stateparks.utah.gov. I think that a day on the lake is all fun and the sun on your bum, but you, my friends, are incorrect. 
Today we're gonna feel the burn together while Raw gets you ready for a safe day on the lake. Not only do life jackets save your lives, but they make you look amazing. Let's get started. This first routine is an important one. You gotta zip it. Gotta zip it. Gotta click it. Zip it. Click it. Look at you, Terry. Oh yeah, guys, you got it. Fire down the boat. Wave to the boat. Scream for help. Oh! What's wrong, Terry? I just, I just can't swim good. Oh, that's okay, little buddy. That's what this is for. Oh. Thanks for my exercise, I think you're ready for a safe day on the lake. Just remember, always wear your life jacket. No matter what's bugging you this summer in your garden, the USU Extension Service Integrated Pest Management Program can help you find solutions. From free fact sheets and books to seminars and updated pest advisories, this website will point you in the right direction. To find these and other free resources, stop at extension.usu.edu forward slash pests. Now back to Western Life Radio with your host, Brian Brinkerhoff. Rachel Toker joins us at the trailhead with the Utah State OHV program. Thank you for taking a few minutes with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here. It's an honor having you on the program. This is, I think, the first time we've had you on our program, and we're going to be talking about funding opportunities for improvements on the trail throughout the state. Yeah, so today I'll be talking about the Fiscal Incentive Grant. It's also known as FIG for short. What's one of the biggest projects that have come out of this over the last couple of years? our annual grant, we've kind of merged the two together, but that was when we had some bigger items that were coming through. And something that we've seen is it's usually, from what I've seen, is working with a lot of national forests. So whether it's the Uinta Wasatch Cache or Fish Lake or Ashley, just seeing how much work needs to be done. And on our advisory council, there is a member from Uinta Wasatch Cache and she details out every portion of a trail that needs work. And you see this list that is easily 50 to 75 different OHV trails that need work. And prior to this, they were hardly even able to touch it. And now with this grant, easily over the past two years, maybe $500,000 has been able to go back into it. So I just think it's phenomenal because with 80,000 miles worth of trail in Utah, it allows people to see what they weren't able to see or at least enjoy their experience where it's not breaking your neck on a trail or something or just from constant use and not being maintained well. So just having that and seeing the funding as a whole that goes back into it and the drastic difference in things, especially with how Utah is changing and people are coming here. I mean, some trails are just being overworked, and then some trails aren't getting any attention. So just being able to see where it's gone and how it's altered things, but for a very positive way. 
And that's what it's all about. It's supporting Utah as a world-class riding destination, which I think is what it's really meant to be. I mean, Utah is phenomenal. A lot of people are still discovering it. They come to the Jamborees. They discover some elements of it. There's so many vistas and destinations to see. I mean, this is really supporting that. And you said often the tourism element of it. I mean, this is really going to support tourism through the state and bring millions of dollars. just creates a leverage point for more visitation. Yeah, and what's also great is when people come from out of the state, they also help smaller communities in those areas in need. And by diversifying things and allowing people to see what this state really has to offer, it keeps people... And as you said, it's like a legacy. It keeps people coming back, and it creates those family values and the recreational opportunities for everyone. And I think something that's amazing is that it's such a diversified group and recreation ability. So if you have injuries or if you have ADA restrictions on items, this allows you to get out there and see things that you may not have been able to see if it was a hiking trail, per se. So it just really showcases Utah and what it has to offer. And there's just so much that can be done with it. And Utah's a beautiful state, and I think that everyone should be able to experience it. Agreed. Again, if folks want more information, where does the trailhead? Where do they get started for this process? With this, you just head over to our website. So on our website, it is stateparks.utah.gov slash resources slash grants. And we also have a number of different grant opportunities as well, not just OHV-related. So this is also on our website. It is the State OHV Fiscal Incentive Grant. And again, it is a quarterly grant. So... From our website, there's a ton of different resources, and it breaks it all down for you. And there's a Frequently Asked Questions page. And you can also sign up for our newsletter to receive updates on items and what's been completed and when closing dates are. Summer has officially begun, and Sportsman's Warehouse has everything you need for your next outdoor adventure. From hiking to camping to shooting, ready for some fishing? Sportsman's Warehouse has all the rods, reels, baits, and nets you need for success. And hunting season will be here before you know it, so bring in your bows for free tune-ups. The best part of all is that at Sportsman's Warehouse, you'll find knowledgeable people who are passionate about what they do, and they will get you just what you need. Sportsman's Warehouse. Take it outside. Is your boat registered and insured for the summer season? 
Most boats must have proof of insurance on board and be properly registered with bow numbers and stickers. Take the Utah Boating or Coast Guard Auxiliary courses and you just might get a discount on your insurance. For a copy, call 801-538-BOAT. This message brought to you by the Utah State Parks Boating Program. When carrying a firearm, always treat it as if it were loaded. Always keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on target and you're ready to fire. Never let your muzzle point at anything you're not willing to destroy. And always be sure of your target, its environment, and any other safety hazards. This announcement's been brought to you by TaylorGunsmithing.com. Connect with the world through Rise Broadband and stay in touch with all things important to you and your family. Known as the number one fixed wireless internet provider in the United States, Rise Broadband will keep you connected with work, school, shopping, and entertainment. Whether you live in a suburban or rural area, Rise helps keep you and your family connected with the people and things that you value most. Rise Broadband offers flexible packages designed to meet your budget so you can enjoy all your favorite music and movies with fast, reliable, in-home Wi-Fi. Stream your favorite shows, play the hottest games without buffering, and stay in touch with family and friends on Skype. Get more for less with Rise Broadband. To check availability in your area, visit risebroadband.com or call 844-411-RISE. Listening to Western Life Radio, a 30-year outdoor and Western lifestyle tradition. Thanks for joining us. May all your days be filled with new adventures. I'm Brian Brinkerhoff. 